When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. That better who you when the lights go dim. From James Cagney to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you. And all the dirty studios made. From wings to Top Gun, movie stars and no ones Romantic crazy fans that leave no real a ton Hollywood is still some history in Hollywood They chase the Oscar but it's all a sham Just like Shaq and Kazam All your dreams can come true History, the history of film All of it made for you Good God, that was terrible Boy, oh boy, am I excited for this one. Woo! Welcome to Film History, The The History of Film! We're kicking off summertime. It's getting a little bit warmer, although it's kind of not. It's still, you know, cloudy. So I I got mixed feelings about that. On one hand, it's bullshit. Because it, LA is not supposed to be this fucking rainy and cold still. For the last month. But, on the other hand... The shittier the weather is, the less I feel bad about not being able to day drink. It's very true, You know what I mean? Like, man. the second it hits 80 degrees, it's like, the boulevard's right fucking there, you know? Like, this is real. This is real, yeah. what you're saying. Summer, I love summer, mm-hmm. and being warm and the, the hot L.A. summers, I do have anxiety before the summer. Mm-hmm. I, I get a very real, like... Mm-hmm. It is coming upon us. Yeah. It is here. And I'm not prepared. Well, I'm now prepared. we have the ability. Yeah. We can enjoy the lakes and rivers this summer where That's there true. didn't exist last year and the year before. Yeah. That's very so true. bone dry. Which gives me more anxiety. Yeah. It's like now, like it's this like, summer is. prepared for all these activities, Dev. Post-pandemic, <laughs> we just had rain yeah. for two months. This is yeah. going to be like the summer of all summers. It's, it's and a, I don't feel ready. I, exactly, yeah. I need, I need, I need more rainy days. Yeah. The more rainy days we have the the farther I, I, hey, more, I more time I have to prep. You know what I mean? I agree. Ninety eight percent of all of the reservoirs and groundwaters and lakes are all filled up. Most of California is out of a drought permanently. Hell Groundwater's yeah. refilled, dude. Like this is the first time we've seen complete green on the hills in yeah. in like the Hollywood yeah. Hills and shit. Yep. Instead of just like partials of green and then yeah. mostly desert death. Looks like fucking Costa Rica around yeah. here right now. It's, it's wild. Yeah. Dude, I was driving today and the LA River is actually had water in it, <laughs> yes. which was surprising. That's but crazy. even right by Glendale, there was water and there was rapids. Whoa. There was rapids yeah. and green shit growing. Whoa. I, went, oh, I saw the good some old... green shit growing as well. I was That's like, crazy. those good old Glendale rapids. Yeah. Like, what That's the fuck? That's crazy. It turns out when the LA River has more than an inch of water in it, you yeah. can't see all the concrete. Dave, you know? where, where are, where, 
where our new rapper is going to film their zero budget music <laughs> right. videos now. Right. <laughs> or where is Michael Bay going to film every movie, you know, yeah. if the L.A. River is filled yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. Uh, think about the economy. <laughs> Where's Michael Bay going to do a turnaround camera on... All, all uh, those guys with uh, 200 listeners on SoundCloud are going to have to find a new place to shoot a generic music video now. <laughs> Where's Frank Grillo going to do all of his movies? <laughs> Because Michael Frank Bay can make it work. Now he'll just have airboats in the sluice. Right, you know right. I mean? like, yeah. That would be going fun. Around them. <laughs> it is summertime in the U.S. of goddamn fucking America, and I'm going to kick this off the right way. I'm bringing you a very special episode that we have sort of talked about a little bit uh, here and there. Finally time to break this bitch out. This one doubles as a film present, the present of film. We are talking today about the military entertainment complex. Whoa! Yes. This is juicy. Yes. Now, if we weren't on the NSA's radar before, <laughs> yes. this, we certainly will be after this. This will land us on the list for well, listen, sure. Listen, I think we should, this is very appropriate God in damn. light of... Um, this whistle. Now, here's my question: uh, Are are we gonna get raided by the FBI like that 21 year old kid who just got arrested right. for leaking shit on, on Discord, Discord? <laughs> on a Minecraft Discord, on a Minecraft server. Discord server? Yo, they fucking showed up to his house with a goddamn ACP, like and, fucking. And he, and he was like, "Oh no, I used a VPN. How did you find me?" And oh they're like, God. "Yeah, we're the yeah. NSA. We, yeah. we are the VPN. Yeah. If it has three letters in it, we're it." <laughs> You know? <laughs> it's just yet another three-letter agency. You my don't know my name it. is Officer Nord. <laughs> Good to meet you. Because this will absolutely be the uh, last time anybody ever hears from us. We are discovering how Hollywood is brought to you by the United States military. We're doing it today, and boys. Sometimes China now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got into that as well with the whole Fast and Furious episode. Oh yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah. yeah. Most of the yep. there's a lot of Chinese bankroll paying for uh, <laughs> paying for these big studio movies. And by the way, go ahead and put on your tinfoil hats for this one. But it ain't gonna protect you. Yeah, yeah. tinfoil hats don't protect. And you your from, Kevlar uh, vest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, put on your anti-sniper helmet. If you fucking see a red dot, hit the floor. <laughs> it's like I always say, tinfoil hats can't melt steel beams. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jet fuel can't melt tinfoil. Uh, so we broached this topic on the wings episode, as you remember. Mm. Uh, this is sort of where this all sparked from. I remember ever since we did the Wings episode, I was like, one of these days, mm -hmm. we're going to get back to that topic. Mm -hmm. uh, we discussed in Wings, they were going to do the movie for $2 million. 1927, $2 million. But went to the War Department, the director of the movie, wound up getting $16 million from the War Department. Uh, you know, way... 10 times their budget, basically, mm -hmm. or not really, but, you know, I went to Mississippi Public School. Um, <laughs> and not only the $16 million, but if you remember, they also got all the fucking active planes in the military at the time, you yeah. know. And once again, through the old inflation calculator, that $2 million in 1927, that would have been the equivalent to $30 million. That was the original budget for the movie. And when he went to the War Department, they gave him $16 million, which, jing, 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 that comes out to $240 million, wow. basically, for this movie. Wow. So that was sort of the first time 
that a movie was literally brought to you by the United States military. You know, I mean, if that that budget that is that, by then it's like do we have a list of all the movies? We do. You do. All right. I, I don't have a. I don't have them here because there's thousands of them. <laughs> Yeah. And that is what well, we're getting into today. any movie with military equipment. Exactly. You know, Old Wings with that dog woman, Clara Bow. Uh, got paid for, paid for <laughs> that by dog the, woman. that dog woman, Clara Bow. Man, that was a good that was a good series that we did on her. I think we series. sent her up just right. And uh, we talked about it again on Top Gun, another movie that worked closely with the military. Dev, I do want you to take us away for a minute here because I did want to ask you, brief history... On propaganda. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Propaganda was invented by uh, Freud's nephew, a guy named Edward Bernays, in the early 1900s. He was kind of a psychologist, but didn't really practice. Um, He wrote a book called Propaganda, and it became the template for advertising in the Roaring Twenties for all corporate America. It was so effective that Hitler used it as the template for how to manipulate people and doing propaganda during World War II in the 30s and leading up to it. So that's why we no longer call it propaganda. We call it public relations. Now. <laughs> so and the term got so stigmatized from the Nazis that we don't use propaganda anymore. We just changed it to say public relations. PR. So anytime you say public relations and PR, it's just think propaganda, propaganda. manipulation. So the there was a, this book called Propaganda written by Edward Bernays, but it was uh, it was basically like a how-to manual of how to manipulate large groups of people because people behave differently in crowds than they do when they're in individual settings. Mm-hmm. He he used another book that was written in the late 1800s by a French um, psychologist named Gustave Le Bon, and it was called The Crowd. And that book gave kind of like a analyzation of like how crowds behave but it didn't really give like a how to manipulate them it just said like when this happens then crowds do this when that happens then crowds do that and then Edward Bernays saw that and said well if that's the case I can write a manual on how to manipulate them and mind you this is Freud's fucking nephew that's crazy I didn't know it was Freud's fucking nephew yeah yeah yeah. so just doing shit ton of blow probably too so the reason women's this was the big his big moniker back then um, in the like this era and these decades was selling uh, tobacco for big tobacco and associating it with the women's suffrage movement. So women were... Check out how manipulated this was. This this clever little boy. Clever. Um, He he said to himself, he's like, they want to... These tobacco companies want to get women to start smoking more. There's not enough women who smoke cigarettes. It's mainly men that smoke cigarettes. So women were... Um, wanting the right to vote. So he went to the parade, the main parade in New York City in Times Square, and he gave away cigarettes to all the women marching in the parade. And he said, smoke these while you're marching, and it's a sign of women's empowerment. That you're just as powerful for men. Yes, you have the same rights as men. And he knew that those pictures from that parade were going to be on the front page of every newspaper in the fucking America. So now you see women smoking marble on the front page of the New York Times 
and every other newspaper around the world, and smoking cigarettes became a symbol of women's freedom and ability to vote. And that is the manipulation. You know how many fucking cigarettes they sold? You know how many women started smoking cigarettes after that? That is all because of Edward Bernays. Wow. So, Edward Bernays, everybody should go... If you really want to understand when what you're seeing when you see a commercial on TV or any type of ad... Go read this book called Propaganda. It's a short read. It's only like 100 pages. It's like a fucking manual more than it is a book. <laughs> so, like, it's an easy read. And then when you read it, you're like, oh, my God. It's like, oh, I see the Matrix now. Like, holy shit. I've just, like, I don't watch shit the same anymore since mm-hmm. I read this about 10 years ago. And ever since then, I've been like, ah, I see what you're doing there. Yeah. I see your little mm-hmm. technique, your little slide manipulative bitch. So um, oh, and this is yeah. this is all about propaganda. That's why I asked you that question. This is all based in propaganda, you know. And this is absolutely it is this advertising for the military, you know. The military. I'll give you like a brief um, definition relations. here. <laughs> Public relations. That was that was really good. PR is absolutely fucking propaganda. So a definition of the military ent- entertainment complex. It is the cooperation between militaries and entertainment industries to their mutual benefit, especially in such fields as cinema, multimedia, virtual reality, and multi-sensory extended reality. Though the term can be used to describe any military entertainment complex in any nation, the most prominent complex is between the United States Department of Defense and the film industry of the United States. And this is also called Militainment. 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 Wow. Hashtag militainment. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> militainment. Which should definitely be the title uh, of this episode. Uh, militainment. militainment. Yeah. That's my favorite category of Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Not me anymore. It used to be. Fucking, I used to love war movies until I researched this topic. Now I'm like, fuck, man, I can't watch this shit anymore. <laughs> I, uh, I still love it. Yeah, no, of course. I love war movies, but... Now I just depending know. Depending on the war movie. <laughs> depending on the war. Well, it, yeah. there's some old That's... German ones that aren't so great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, thousands of scripts have not only been altered by the Department of Defense, but like basically written <laughs> by the Department of Defense. Really? <laughs> yes. Like, just real quick, because I'm sure you'll get into it, but think about Argo. The yes. movie Argo is yep. about a CIA operation posing as a movie crew to get people out of Iran. And it's all inaccurate, and it was all paid for by the CIA. Wait, really? Yes. Oh, yep. I oh, I, don't even get me fucking started. <laughs> Black Hawk Down was my favorite fucking movie before I read all this shit. Oh, I can't wait. This is what I meant. Right. Blowing your mind, right? Oh, I liked Argo. I know. <laughs> yeah, you can still like it. Just know that it's fucking bullshit. Okay. And it was but literally... But the premise, like... Even, like, we talk about, like, oh, Hollywood's writing these scripts and influencing the movie, but even, like, that was a real operation that they did pretend to be a movie crew. Even all those details and everything was kind of like, but they used it the reverse way. They did. Like, the CIA used the element of the allure of Hollywood to go and perform an op. Yeah, instead and, of uh, them just writing the script. You see what yeah, I mean? Like it, yeah. It's a two-way just, street. The movie left out a bunch of stuff. Now, again, this goes back to 1927 when Wings was being made. But to let you know when this really kicked off, we're going to get into a little part of the show called When Are We? When Are We? 1942. 
World War II is really kicking off. U.S. car makers switch from making cars to making war. <laughs> Spelled similar. By the way, I just want to say before we go too deep in the weeds, we're talking about film here, but this has been a part of America since our foundation. For sure. We The reason the Revolutionary War happened is because Ben Franklin owned a printing press and a bunch of newspapers, and they could put whatever propaganda yeah. they wanted to. Only about 20%. 20% of the Americans in the colonies mm. wanted a revolution. Right. And we had it. Because it was the ability to control and manipulate, and also like, um, what's his face? Pain, pain coming out with those books and stuff, really inspiring the American dream, like what it means to be an American. Like that shit is the. They just if they had movies back then, they would have used movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Movies just happen to be the medium of yeah. the era today. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, like okay. music, words, yeah. books, news articles, all True. that type of shit. Yeah. And it goes all this, the way back. This has been going Propaganda on. Propaganda goes back since thousands. We had of the years. ability yeah. to talk, and before it was written yeah. word, it was t- getting on the grandstand in the town square and giving speeches. I always think about uh, Attila the Hun. Where there's two. He didn't give very many speeches. He didn't give very many speeches. No. <laughs> he just killed you. Attila the Hun is interesting to me because, uh, depending on who you ask about Attila the Hun, you will get two completely different men. Like, if you ask the Huns about Attila the Hun, you know, they would have told you he was this, like, tall, muscular, smart guy who was very charming. Very, uh, he was a he was a great leader. He was an epic warrior. And then if you asked Attila the Hun's enemies, he was this like short, squatty, fat guy who was a fucking psychopath Mm. and rapist and murderer. And you know, a lot of propaganda back in the ancient times was who's the victor? Who's the exactly? Like think about Carthage and Rome. Carthage was the biggest seafaring civilization started by the Phoenicians and controlled the Mediterranean until the Romans beefed up and finally gained a navy before the romans had a navy it was carthage carthage was winning and running shit right. and then the romans evolved their navy and became more technologically advanced and beat them and they burned all the, the libraries and all the culture of carthage of northern africa burned it all to the ground erased them from history Damn. so now you only get the only written accounts of like carthage that we really have are from the greeks and the romans right. there's no lasting so we don't know like it's like oh these are barbarians these were these people they're that and like really the, yeah. you really think a bunch of barbarians would have like conquered the fucking entire Mediterranean and that was this, the Phoenicians the reason we have the written language phonetics is because of the Phoenicians right so like the Phoenicians were the founders of Carthage like this, this, it, that was back crazy. in the day if we wanted yeah. to take over a place we would just call them savages and cannibals yep you know exactly. and if they were savages and cannibals it was totally okay we, to go kill them and yeah we kind of do that uh, and we're gonna talk about it here today ah. so <laughs> 1942 the minimum draft age is low from 21 to 18 so if you thought you were safe <laughs> good luck with that um it's like the opposite of the drinking age <laughs> <laughs> we started the manhattan project in 1942 the japanese take guam hong kong wake singapore and the philippines uh the battle of midway turns tide in naval war with american resounding success here 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 it was one of the dopest fucking moments in american history yeah yeah i love that it's such a cool fucking story the the planets had to align so perfectly we got so lucky and all the timing of these things happened for us to be able to win that battle we should not have won that battle yeah I don't know anything about it, but uh, we we'll, don't have time for another page. No, we'll right cover now. it on World War II history, yeah. the yeah. history of World War II. The song of the year in 1942 is White Christmas, along with the movie. 
uh, from Bing Crosby, first appeared in the movie Holiday Inn. Uh, and besides Holiday Inn, the other movie of the year of 1942 is motherfucking Casablanca. Oh, nice. Yeah, man. Love the Blanc. Yeah, love the Blanc. Love the Bogue and the Blanc. Bogue and the Blanc. He's looking at you. He's looking at you. But most importantly to this episode today, 1942 was the year the United States Office of War Information, or the OWI, uh, created a unit exclusively dedicated to Hollywood called the Bureau of Motion Pictures. Whoa, This is what created cool. uh, Hemp for Victory. Remember we uh, talked about oh, Hemp for yeah. Victory? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they actually lifted the ban on hemp and marijuana because they needed to use it as a textile for yeah. clothing and ropes and ships. And right. They create, this office created yeah. that little movie called Hemp for Victory that would play in theaters as a roll-in before whatever movie you were going to That's go so nuts, right. dude. Yeah. From okay. 19- and then they were like, the war's over, we're going to make it illegal. Yeah. Well, yep. Never mind. <laughs> Back to jail, devil lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> Back to jail. <laughs> Put him in prison for longer than murder. From 1942 to 1945, the OWI's Bureau of Motion Pictures reviewed 1,652 film scripts and revised or discarded any that portrayed the United States in a negative light. So again, you weren't getting any support from the military if you weren't on fucking board, you know. And, I mean, we're going to get into it, but like... That sounds like you could choose the route of, uh, well, then I'm just not going to make this movie. But it would be someone coming to you being like, you can make this movie uh, for a lot of fucking money, you know, if you just play ball here. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. And you got to think about, like, the times. Like, before the war started, there was... A non-interventionist attitude in America. People were actually considering fascism from the Nazis yeah. and communism mm-hmm. from the Russians. Like these were political parties that were in America. That people were like, they were legit. Yeah, maybe let me hear them out, you know. And yep. then we got bombed by the Japs, and we were like, fuck that. Everybody on Team America, like you know, everything shut down. It's so much so that every dollar, every motivation of every American went into winning the war. It was all in. There's nothing else. So it's like a mentality shifted to yeah. where I don't think like too many people were wanting to make movies that didn't go, you know, right. in accordance with Uncle Sam. Because right. like, it's just a cultural thing. Yeah. Like you'd be ostracized from everyone you know yeah. if yeah. you're like a oh, fucking American trying to make a, a movie like so sympathizing with the Japanese. Yeah, this like, was at, mean, this was the peak of patriotism. Imagine yeah. like you drop a movie on like. 10 11 2001 yeah, right. uh, yeah. supporting like the Taliban. Yeah. Like right. you fucking have Not gonna do decapitated it. by us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or what was it the fucking Dixie Chicks like her whole career ended oh, yeah. because like because what they said like they were anti-war, right? Yep. They were the anti the yes, Iraq war. You could not be anti-war at that time. Yeah. Especially a country singer. Though. Yeah. It would yeah. be different if they were like a hip hop group. That's true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. yeah. If Destiny's no. Child came out anti-war, probably would have been okay. If your yeah. name is the Dixie Chicks, yeah. you better be pro Iraq. <laughs> you better be boots on the ground. Like the you Dixie be Chicks Toby should be Keith, Yeah. Boot in your ass whatever. Yeah. That's you should right. be uh, turned out of a fucking Abrams tank in Iraq uh, singing your next album, you know. That's yeah. <laughs> and so so, so like this, it, it, like even the creating, it, 
Yeah, they did have a point. Of course. We probably shouldn't have done a 24. No, of course. Yeah, no, they were wrong. We yeah, probably yeah. shouldn't gone into Iraq for a guy from uh, what was it? Fucking Pakistan or yeah. yeah anyway, Saudi that's Arabia, a whatever. That's a different show. This this history would prove the Dixie Chicks right. I yeah, their career ever recovered, <laughs> but. <laughs> they didn't. But they call themselves the chicks now, <laughs> which is good. You should probably lose that whole Dixie part as well, you know. But um, uh, wait, is something wrong? Is Dixie a place? Like Dixie's I, the Confederate South. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, oh, the Mason Dixon line. I figured it was like a city in Texas or something. No, no, no. good old Dixie. Dixie. Uh, yeah. Dixie's just like a term for yeah. like rural South. That that whole Confederate it is a county in Florida, by the way. It's <laughs> Dixie, Florida. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Mississippi Flor- just got rid of the Confederate flag. It's, it's, in in, the flag. it's off of US 19. It's like above. It's yeah. between like Tampa, and Tallahassee, and like that Gulf Hammock. Of course. The speed yeah. traps and everything were. Of Remember course, it is. The, yeah. the Confederate theme song, the yeah. do, 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 that's like the song of Dixie or something. Yeah, like that's whistling Dixie. Whistle, song. Yeah, oh. like something Dixie land. Oh, like, well. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> she wasn't kind to them in many ways. Yeah, for but, sure. Uh, <laughs> wait, uh, um, so th- like what you're saying is at this time. Making an even uh, even an anti-war movie was yes. unheard of. It was unheard of. It was not. Yeah. And the Office of War Information, uh, like I said, they created the Hollywood, the Bureau of Motion Pictures at the OWI. Um, they were they they went over all the scripts that were coming out at the time. Elmer Davis, the head of the OWI, he had a quote. He said, "The easiest way to inject a propaganda idea into most people's minds." is to let it go through the medium of an entertainment picture when they do not realize they're being propagandized. I see. That's what he said. Highway to the (laughs) danger zone. Danger zone. A big reference today. Everyone should go watch this. Um, One of the things that I watched mainly for the research of this, Roger Stahl's documentary called Theaters of War, How the Pentagon and CIA Took Hollywood... You can only find it on Vimeo for like five bucks. Uh, Oddly enough, this did not get released to Netflix or HBO Max or Amazon Prime. Uh, Surprise, surprise. (laughs) I had to pay for it. I had to like, you know, go through. Now your credit card's on some (laughs) file somewhere. Yes, dude. Some registry. I I had to go through like the Library of Congress. You know, they had to put me on a list. (laughs) This could be it for us, boys. I'm I'm glad that we are on Spotify and and (laughs) everywhere else. Spotify is, you know, shout out. Spotify, you guys are you guys are dope, yeah. but you know. Well, they protect us. Yeah. <laughs> I won't say anything. After after this, you can find us exclusively on the Chinese podcasting app. Yeah, yeah. Well, I fully expect for like a stealth bomber to bomb Drake's apartment here soon. So <laughs> you can find us exclusively on New Zealand's hottest podcasting app. They were like, you, we, you, we were gonna press the button when you talked about the Beverly Hills murder, but that we let that one slide. You guys are just really fucking. T- in the line here. <laughs> oh my god. So, simply put, um, if a movie has military personnel or equipment in it, the Department of Defense probably had a big influence on it. Okay. Um, it, it is either so, if you want to use hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of our toys, 
You got to play by our rules. That's basically the thing. You want to shoot on a military base. You exactly. want to shoot an aircraft carrier. You want to use a helicopter, a tank. You want to use the army's camouflage and the clothing. Yep. You know all yeah. of that shit. Is if if they're providing it. Granted, you could pay out of pocket and go get that from like. But it's gonna be secondhand. super expensive. Yeah, but yeah, you won't. And likely, so like the other alternative uh, in the documentary they talk about, you can go to like the Philippines. And That's what happened with a lot of Vietnam War stuff. Yeah, that was you go to the Philippines, you buy a bunch of old helicopters and shit. They had all these old <coughs> Huey helicopters that didn't work anymore, and they had to pay to get them working. Yeah. Certified just so they could use them. Repaint them. For, for which like, movie? I think it was for Full Metal Jacket and Apocalypse A bunch now, of them, but yeah. one of them, I know for certain it was one of them. I'm pretty sure for certain it was um, Full Metal Jacket because Apocalypse yeah. Now 2, when they did the flight of the, uh, what is it called? They has it flight of the Valkyries. The yeah. bum ba da bum bum yeah. bum ba da bum. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Yeah, like they had to get like a hundred and something Huey helicopters for that scene. Yeah, yeah. and they did oh, all yeah. that live. Yeah, and the know? military did not help with that movie at all. Yeah. Which um, look, I, I'm very anti you know U.S. military know. propaganda, but I will say, I kind of think it's also a fair rule. Yeah, it's like if you. Because they're not saying you can't make this movie. They're just saying like we're not going to let help us, you. We're not going to help you if we're going to like make fun of us. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> we'll get into that. Oh, okay. That becomes a thing. There's a catching point to that. Okay, all right. There's, there's, it, yeah. It, so is it Jarhead. <laughs> Jarhead is in this. Jarhead is oh, a part of this. Um, yeah, yeah. It. We'll get into Pretty why. Because yeah. I understand what you're saying, but also there becomes uh, freedom of speech. We'll get into that. So anyway, if you're a producer throwing around a script for a war film, you are going to want to head over to Westwood, over there by UCLA, and to the Entertainment Liaison Office at the, I shit you fucking not, the Entertainment Liaison Office is in the Oppenheimer Tower in Westwood. At UCLA's Oppenheimer Tower. Yeah. They have Oppenheimer Tower is like their physics lab and shit. It's like this giant building on UCLA's campus. Well that houses that makes sense though, because yeah. it's UCLA and the film school there and like yeah, that, I see that. Right. Well that's where the military runs the uh entertainment liaison office it's out so of the Oppenheimer funny. Oppenheimer Tower. So funny. I wonder if Chris Nolan be spending a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Chris Nolan's house. This is where uh, uh, so you go in there, you put in your order, you walk up to the cashier, and you're like, I'll take uh, one aircraft carrier, some jets, I'm going to need some guns, in Christopher Nolan's case, I'm going to need a nuke, you know, <laughs> and the cashier is like, okay, cool, all we need is your entire script. And like, make sure we approve of everything. Yes, and we don't not... They usually redline it, and they're like, cut this, don't do yep. this, change that, blah, blah, blah. Not sides not fucking like edited out sections of your script we want the fucking manuscript the bible the breakdowns like every single any paper that you have relating to this project turn it into this office at once mm -hmm. and we are going to review everything with a fine tooth comb and make sure that this is ready for the military <laughs> <laughs> and then uh you know and the notes come and it's like, look, we don't love page 69. We think you could put more America in there, show people being cooler, you know. <laughs> show people being cooler. <laughs> we want to show America being a little bit cooler. And you don't have to change those pages, but if you don't, 
the money man leaves the room and Timothy Chalamet doesn't get his movie. The you access know. man leaves the room. The too. access man, yes. Um, yeah. And so there, I assume there's no negotiating these points. No. So, okay. No, no, no. No. Yeah. I it's, mean, Zero Dark Thirty was a propaganda movie. Yeah. It was a good movie. I liked it. I enjoyed it as a movie. You know, I love the people in it. It was fine, you know, but 100%, like, this is like, look at how badass America is killing Osama bin Laden. Look at how badass our CIA is. That was a movie paid for by the CIA. Like, that was like, the idea for the movie came from the Defense Department. Yes. Like, yeah. it wasn't like the Hollywood producers <laughs> that, came and brought it to them. That is part of it. That oh. was like, hey, we did this awesome thing, and we need to put a good spin on it. What a better way to By do the it way, in a movie. Argo was also an idea yeah. from the CIA. From the CIA. Yeah. They literally have, like, a bulletin board of, like, here's some scripts that we would, like, made. If any of you big Hollywood hotshots want to come and fucking make these, really? we'll give you full support for it. Wow. And if you come and you've got, like, the right script... Yeah, it's it, well. Actually, Top Gun was brought to them. Top Gun was brought to them, but also like immediately, those writers brought yes, Top yes, Gun. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, those those writers brought Top Gun to the Navy, and uh, these guys had written like ten movies before that Pearl had been Harbor bought. Was probably came from Pearl Harbor that. was Pearl Harbor was paid for by the DoD. Oh, I know, oh, man. Ben, ben is up, ben? so. We'll get into that as well. There mm. are actors in Hollywood who are fucking like basically military. Like wow. there are actors in Hollywood whose whole careers. There are producers. Jerry Bruckheimer. Jerry Bruckheimer. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Michael Bay yeah, made a sure. joke. Michael Bay made a joke that he has a direct line to the Pentagon, which is true. Like That's, that man yeah. literally can call anyone at the Pentagon. Is this blowing your mind? That's pretty funny. Is this that's, blowing yeah, your fucking crazy, mind? Because yeah. it blew my fucking yeah, mind. that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Direct line to the Pentagon. Yes, dude. And it's because they're fucking, they, they're the propaganda arm. That's wild. And the money man in this case, right? Like, mm-hmm. enter the money man into the room. I mean, we're talking about the biggest daddy of fucking big daddies. Like, this goes all the way back to Wings, where mm. it went from a $2 million budget to a fucking $16 million budget yeah. or whatever. They do that nowadays. It's like, okay, cool, you're making this $10 million war film. Would you like to make a $300 million one, you know? Yeah, so like, do they actually put money behind it, or that value yeah. is in all of the yeah. equipment they're no, letting you use? Both. No, both. both. They'll put both. money behind because it as well. Because the CIA well. has so many, like, shell companies of just money-holding companies yeah. to just to throw at investing, to throw at DARPA, to throw at military-industrial complex shit. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, our money just our money man just toppled you know an entire the, country and siphoned the bank accounts out of all the dead soldiers. Yes, you know, right. so like the, the Pentagon has never passed an audit. Me, let me, oh my god! Let me, let me again. You can go. It just is a funny video that just got dropped because John Stewart interviewed the deputy secretary of the Pentagon about the auditing, and it was like an hour long interview. It just came out like two weeks ago, right. and he's like. Um, I would associate not being able to pass an audit and you're telling me over $800 billion went missing. That's Jesus. probably along the lines of fraud, waste, and abuse. And they're just like, <laughs> you clearly don't know what an audit is. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my God, this is so crazy. To there, are people, there are people that are above the law, yeah, for yeah. sure. But yeah, like, fuck your Hollywood money. Our money comes from sources so deep and dark that you'll never even have, like, security access to whoever is funding your fucking project. But, like, you know, yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like, 
A24 made a lot of money off of their last movie. You know how much money we just made off the last war? You know, like how much we can give you? I mean, yeah. yeah. So it's a very tempting offer. You know, you're like, yeah, I want the war profits. You know, right there in the Oppenheimer building, you sign a contract. Call it like it is. We're, we're only a few years away from the Ukraine war movie. Oh yeah! Oh, I, not being, even a few it's, years. It's, written, it's either written. I'd or give it's that being December right now. I bet you it was in those documents. I bet they leaked that script, and that was one of the things they were pissed about. Yep, I give that December. We'll have a Ukraine war movie by December for sure. Oh, so now you're like President yeah. Zelensky against the Russians. <laughs> so you're bullets, you're so. in the Oppenheimer building. You sign a contract with the Department of Defense to make your movie, and that's where we'll cut to an ad right now. <laughs> we'll come An to ad a little ad from the U.S. Army. Yes, brought to be, you uh, by the U.S. Army. This episode of Film Army. History: The History of Film has been brought to you by the United States Marine Corps. And if you want to hear all the things that you didn't hear in the episode, <laughs> I love hearing things that I never heard before. And we have so much of that. We recorded this episode for like four hours, but then. Obviously, uh, we need to cut out super off-topic stuff. Like, if you're listening to Humphrey Bogart, you don't want a 30-minute tirade about Ezra Miller. Right. Or maybe you do, and now you can hear it. That's the right. Ezra Miller arc is one of the best underrated arcs I've ever even experienced. Yes. So, that plus uh, fun tidbits, mm-hmm. plus um, bonus episodes. I did a three-part episode on the history of musicals. That's yeah, right. we got some legacy content, like some old uh, game history episodes and... Uh, history of everything like dev was saying but uh, if you want those shows to come back the quickest way to make that happen is to subscribe because the yeah. more subscribers we get the more content we can make and then we can quit our fucking jobs and make it this yeah you know i'd love to quit being unemployed me too that's the job i would like to that resign from <laughs> listen we're and turning down deals from studios and networks left and right the best way you can support mm-hmm. the show is by subscribing mm-hmm. to our Patreon. if you don't want us to sell to disney yeah. subscribe to our patreon and our fun tidbits by the way are videos yeah. which is like audio for your eyeballs which is a crazy new technology crazy new technology you yeah. can see our mugs and uh fight club style we put little blips of uh naked photos of us mm-hmm. in the video one frame one yeah, frame one frame Boop. tasteful frontals that's right yeah. if you can find the frame dm us <laughs> it's only five dollars a month but if you don't have the capacity to subscribe right now you can also just uh give us like single donations which every little bit helps so uh but if not you know no worries no pressure but we don't want to sell to Disney. No so. pressure. But there is pressure because we can't pay our rent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, please. We're gonna be doing this. Stri- we're gonna be doing this on the street. Actually, this is a begging plea. <laughs> please help. Please donate. So yeah, our audio. Our audio. Seven, seven children. Our audio is gonna be so echoey under that bridge. <laughs> so we're gonna yeah. be recording this in a box. <laughs> <laughs> we can't go back. All right, but check us out on Patreon at Film History. The, the history, history of film. film. Now back to the episode. So for 30 years, up until 2018, the guy who you would be at the Oppenheimer Tower signing that contract with, this guy's name was Phil Strub, Strub, S-T-R-U-B. Old Strub. Old Strub, baby. Love, love me some Strub. Love me some Strub. Strub-a-dub-dub. It, Strub-a-dub-dub, <laughs> hop in our military tub. <laughs> if you need military equipment, call Strub. 1-800-STRUB. Strub. <laughs> <laughs> 
He was the, for 30 years, he was the chief entertainment liaison for the Department of Defense. That's got to be a hell of a job, though. Hell of a job. You know what I mean? Like, if you're enlisted and you're mm-hmm. like, of all the things you could be doing, yeah. scrubbing toilets, fixing bullshit. <laughs> yep. It's the best job to have. Up, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. You don't got to kill nobody. You get to play yeah. make-believe. You get to hang out with all these celebrities. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Buy the red carpets. Yeah. You know. He's not scrubbing toilets. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Hey. <laughs> you get you do cocaine off the missiles. <laughs> Pull the Hollywood celebrities. He absolutely did cocaine off some military equipment with, uh, like, you know, Jerry uh, Bruckheimer or yeah, some yeah. shit. <laughs> you can see his name in the credits of a lot of movies as an advisor, by the way. And that will be a uh, theme throughout is uh, these guys all get listed in the credits as an advisor because the thing is, if you pay, if the military pays for a movie, they don't necessarily want the public to know that. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I'm bringing you this episode today. Mm-hmm. If this were like commonly, this is a, uh, as you would say, what, like a well known secret. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? By the way, this- James Cameron's brother. Yeah. Military advisor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. yeah. He was in the army or yes. whatever and branch. He was, he and then was on he set. He actually did do some advising, though. He like he helped them with like the combat. Well, that's so. like a yeah. very common yeah. job for a lot of like yeah. operators, especially oh, like yeah, tier like, one, like CEOs yeah, and advisor can mean a lot trip. of things. And yeah. if you have an advisor on set, that was that's the military. Yeah, like if you okay. have a military advisor that was provided to you by the military, you know, I mean, like along John Wick with, has military advisors, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah. Any anything like that? What yeah. that also means that your script went through the Oppenheimer Tower. That's what we're talking about here. Like that is how deep this goes. Like wow. if you have military involvement in your film, any help at all, that means that your script was combed through by the military, and anything wow. in there was approved by them. You know, wow. I know it gets deep. And Transformers. Well, of course, Transformers. that's it. That's you know one of the I mean? biggest ones. Transformers, Transformers was a Go Army commercial. Transformers yeah. was. Yeah. was Literally approved and combed over by all four branches of the military. That's part of this episode that we're getting into. Top Gun and DARPA, they made that fucking stealth plane in Top Gun, the new one, was DARPA was recruited to make a fake plane, right? They Mm -hmm. made this fake plane based on real kind of aerodynamics and stealth technology, so much so that China... Had their satellites flying over, spying thinking it was them. a real fucking DARPA project. China was spying on Top Gun. Yeah, That's it was right. hilarious. Yes. Yep. So funny. Yeah. So here's what IMDb. Uh, Phil has an IMDb, of course. You know, like you do. You go and look up Phil Strub on IMDb, and here's what it says about what he does. Phil Strub was born in 1947. We're going to do a little film history on Phil Strub here. Ironically, the same year the United States Department of Defense, formerly known as War, was set up as the country moved deeper into tensions with Soviet Russia. Strub would also become the main point man or liaison between Hollywood production companies and the Pentagon during two decades between 1989 and 2018. Scripts were often submitted to him to make sure they portrayed the military in a way that the department would be willing to support with technical assistance, equipment, and actual enlisted men and women in lieu of Screen Actors Guild rate extras. Such military cooperation helped the studios save huge amounts of money. He is known for True Lies, that was Phil Strub, uh, 007, Tomorrow Never Dies, Kurt Russell's Executive Decision, and the first Iron Man movie with old Robert Downey Jr., that was old Phil Strub. Oh, wow. Yep. 
I mean, Ian, talk about all the Bond movies, by the way. Ian Fleming, writer of all the Bond novels, was a member of MI6. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, known spy. Oh, and he wow. just took those spy, those things that happened in real life, added some fiction, and then wrote about it as Bond. Wow. Yeah. And the money man created broccoli. Tom Clancy. <laughs> and Tom the Clancy, too. Yeah. Like, that was all military. CIA shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tom the Clancy's... hunt for Red October is a real story. Yep. Oh. That really happened. A rogue Soviet captain of the Typhoon-class nuclear missile submarine defected yeah. and went and secretly came to America. So we got one of their new subs that had silent propulsion, and we, you know, fucking took that in. And then it became through, like, Freedom of Information Act. That yes. finally came out. That's like a real fucking story That's what, that happened. That documentary, which, by the way, you've got to see it, that Theaters of War documentary... The reason that was all possible is the Freedom of Information Act. These guys, they were known. They the the military literally called them some the the voracious researchers or something. <laughs> they got like a nickname, and these the guys pain basically in the, ass. the pain in the ass. <laughs> these guys basically were just hitting the the Pentagon, the Department of Defense, every single day for new documents on the military entertainment complex and the mil- and the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, they were required to release yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of these documents. These guys got full like manuscripts mm-hmm. that had been edited by Phil Strub himself. Wow! Like it, this documentary, if you if you have any doubts about the validity of everything that we've been saying here today on this episode, just watch the documentary. It's all declassified shit. Like this is wow. not like I said, it's Hollywood's you know well known yeah. secret. Like. They don't really want you to know, but if you really want to know, you yeah. can know. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It, it isn't like some sort of... It's not classified. Yeah. It's not classified. Yeah. It's not. It's just people didn't really know about it. Yeah. Well, the you funny know. thing is, I found out that the government classifies more information than they don't. Oh, well, and I, th- I this is that. this is also because the only tool that they have for preventing information to get out there, even though if it doesn't need to be classified, they just want to manage whether or not the press gets it, is just to classify it. So yeah. they just like, classify oh. everything. And part of that reason, I will say, if there's anything good to be said about old Phil Strub, he is part of the reason. Phil Strub did dedicate like his 90s part of his career to that. Basically, like if you want to know, ask me and I'll tell you. Oh, you know, like cool. Phil okay. Strub was a part of the reason why we know all of this today. He he was very much he was almost more of a Hollywood man than he was a military man. Sure, I think. yeah, yeah, You know, I think yeah, he was... wouldn't want to be. Exactly, yeah. absolutely. It's the coolest shit in the fucking world. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I helped make fucking, you know, yeah. 007. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm going to tell everyone about yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Let you me know? tell you about Arnold, all right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, true lies, yes, uh. man. But I do, I just want to take a second here to let all of this sink in. I want to do a little roundtable here with the boys. I want to do a little film history, the history of film... Uh, ask our co-hosts a little, some questions. You know, look, we all came out here with a dream to become filmmakers. I, I, I hopped off the turnip truck back in 2010, uh, hairless, eyes full of stars and hopes, ready to become a filmmaker. <laughs> Maybe that should be the name of the episode. Uh, hairless and eyes full of stars and hopes. Never in my life. What I have been, what I have expected, to be standing in a building after the man who gave us nuclear bombs, signing a contract that is backed by millions of dollars siphoned from the bank accounts of dead Iraqis to make my movie. You know what I mean? So, Drake, I feel like I know the answer to this, but let's start with you. Uh, are you signing that contract? 
Well, I mean, yes, absolutely. Yes! Absolutely, I'm signing the contract. Um, because, you know, I, I mean, if if I had to, like, sacrifice the entire integrity of the movie, no. But I feel like if I wanted to write a movie like that, I wouldn't be taken to that office anyway. Damn. So, there you go. Well, I feel like whatever, whatever script I'm taking to that office, I'm probably okay if whatever changes they want to make. Okay. Spoken so. like a true producer. There you go. <laughs> I was very curious about that. I didn't know what you were going to say. Yeah. Damn, I know what you're going to say. You're taking the fucking money. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Me yeah. too, man. Yes, yeah, so you can <laughs> you can show me the receipt what? from all the villages that were bombed, it's, and I'm still it's, taking it's it. The pr- <laughs> if it doesn't go to me, it's going to go to somebody else. And, 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 it's, it's government money. I don't know where it's coming from. It could have come from my taxes. I don't it know. It could have been coming strike. from selling yeah. crack in Los Angeles. Yeah. Right? Yep. You know? Okay. Yep. I think it's, it's the same mentality you got to think of if you're an actor. If you're an actor, you do one for them, one for me. Meaning, like, one for the studios, and then your art house film for you. Right. You know? But, like, I'm sure nobody wants to just be doing only Captain America. Right. You know? Nobody just wants to be that studio kind of thing. You still Mm want to do, you know, what you're passionate about. But in order to do what you're passionate about, you got to play ball a little bit. Everybody has a boss to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's a it's a hard. I would be hard pressed to say no. I need cool helicopters. Listen, in my at movie, least you know, yeah. at least here in America, you're getting paid and you're getting a check. Like if you're in Russia, there's still this department, yeah. but there's no check. There's <laughs> right. a bullet. They just I mean, shit. <laughs> they're like, you're gonna make this movie or we're gonna kill, we're gonna you. kill you. And we yeah. have your family in prison camps uh, right now. Yes, uh, that's like, very true. That's uh, what happens in North Korea. It's Kim Jong Un kidnapped a Japanese director and brought them to North Korea to make yeah. propaganda films. Very true. Yeah. yeah. I, that yeah. is a good point. Here yeah. at the Oppenheimer Tower, they're like, well, if you don't want to play ball and write the script the way we want it, you don't get the money. In Russia, it's like, if you don't want to play ball and yeah. make the script we, the way we want it, you're dead. Yeah. You, know, you do not come out with that movie yeah. or else you're dead. And again, like, if I was making a movie that I, I knew out the gate was not going to get past their their right. sensors. I wouldn't take it to them to begin with. It's like I, yes. I would. I, you understand what you're giving up when you take that project to them. So you gotta already be okay with those cuts going into it. And, and there's movies that yeah. aren't like it, it, like Stripes or right. McHale's Navy. Mm-hmm. Like those are like comedies that like in the army now. Like, yeah. they still had to go to the War Department Absolutely. and play ball, but that had nothing to do with, like, making a political statement yeah. or, like, saying right. one yeah. way or another. It's more just about, we just want to make something fun and funny. Yeah. And, like, right. that's fine, too. Like, you know, the agenda's not really, like, we're going to make a stance on, yeah. you know, this or that. And, like, even if you do yeah. try to make a stance, you can still do it. It's true. So- True. Freedom of speech. You yeah. can do it. If you got yeah. studios and people bankroll it and pay yeah. it, go for it. Go you know? for it. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's, and we talked about this a little bit in the Top Gun episode as well. We were talking about the writers and how they kind of like came out of nowhere. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, like, we yeah, were yeah, like, yeah, these yeah. guys just, so they didn't really come out of nowhere. They had sold like fucking, it says, uh, Jack Epps Jr., one of the writers, he said, I just wanted something to get made. We had six films that we wrote that the studio did buy. Uh, and not one of them got made. That happens mm-hmm. all the time. Happens yeah. all the time. Studios will just buy up content, not even that they're going to make it, just to prevent their competitors from yeah. making it. And just a little bit of background on that for perhaps if you don't know how the film industry has worked for the past you know, 100 years or whatever, but when you sell a script, 
you sell it to a studio. It used to be the hundred thousand million deal. I don't know what it is nowadays. It's probably more. Mm-hmm. It used to be you would sell it to the studio for a hundred grand. That was just for the script. And if they made it, you would get a million. That was mm-hmm. like the deal. Uh, nowadays, or you would option it. You would option it, and then you would, you know, further deals. If they don't make made. it in a certain amount of right. time, they you, they pay you to the option, and right. if they don't make it in five years, you get the rights back, and you can go to somebody else and sell it. Right. Now it is what happens. I don't know. I I just imagine the number is different it's nowadays. Not, uh, yeah, it's, it can't be a hundred grand. Rate. It's probably three hundred grand and four million nowadays. It's a percent like of the back end, <laughs> so it's not a it's not a set number because they don't know right. how well the movie's gonna do. But you right. get. Especially with Netflix. You get part of that producer's pool, and that's all, like, pre-negotiated. Usually it's, like, a percent or, like, a half a percent to, like, two percent or something like that, depending on the movie and the writer. And, like, if it's your first time, you might not even get that. Right. So a guy like Jack Epps Jr., he sold six scripts. He's made $600,000 off of his scripts. But, like, it, none of them have ever been made. He never got that million. Right. And now the military is saying, we'll make this. We'll pay more money than you've ever even fucking heard yeah. of. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. a studio. Which, like, by the way, yeah. after this episode, like, I'm going to go write some scripts. Yes. <laughs> like, and, I am definitely going that to is, back to the writing board. And you guys have both touched on that mm. as well. I mean, that is absolutely uh, part of what these guys would do. Like you said, you're not going into that office with a script that you know is not going to pass. Yeah. So guys will, Ben Affleck, yeah. he will make a script where it's like, this will pass through the Department of Defense. Mm-hmm. Saving you know, Private Ryan, greenlit. Greenlit. Like, yeah. we, already October, greenlit. we already know. We already know. Because you already know going in, because the DOD has uh, their list of no-nos. Yeah, they have a... Mm-hmm. They have a a conditional thing, a like conditional thing, a checklist. Like, yes, make sure you check these boxes and don't hit any of these. They are called showstoppers. Hilarious. Uh. That is the official term used by the Department of Defense <laughs> Entertainment Complex. Now they're just Show being stoppers. coy and funny. Yes, <laughs> yes. These are script rejections. This became a big thing after Vietnam. Mm. Uh, through the 40s and 50s, they really weren't rejecting very much because people really weren't making anti-war all that much. Right. We were all still very patriotic. We were all still very much on board. We won. We, won. we just won. What are yeah. we going to say? Like, yeah. We're... We were. We didn't win. <laughs> we were still against the commies. We yeah. won against the Nazis. These were very clear yeah. enemies. No one was really talking about it. Then Nam happened, mm-hmm. and all these filmmakers were like, "Hey, this was fucked up. Yeah, I'm going to make a film about how fucked up Nam was." And the Department of Defense was like, "Hold up, <laughs> wait a minute. Not our money. You know why? Not our money. You're not. <laughs> you know why that mood changed? It was the first war, first time in war. Yep." Yeah. We had televised and we had reporters on the ground. We had video yes. footage and we had yeah. pictures. So the American public could actually see what was happening. Before, mm-hmm. it was just whatever came down the pipeline from the official yeah. sources. And it was also right. a lot less good of a reason to be there. Exactly. Like, yeah. it I mean, was... it was the Gulf of Tonkin. Like, the, yeah. the, the, we, the whole premise, we going in there yeah. was fake. I mean, yeah. the same thing with like the Bay of Pigs and shit. We yeah. realized that... Hey, you know, a president got shot for going against the military-industrial yeah. complex. Right. But yeah, so they get real picky after Nam. They do not want these anti-war movies. Uh, so like Good Morning Vietnam, Apocalypse Now, Platoon, Born on the Fourth of July, Platoon and Born Platoon, on the Fourth of July, Oliver Stone. That I was thinking of yeah. instead of Full Metal Jack. Military did not love these scripts. Well, um, also Oliver Stone was—he was in the military. He was, he was in combat Vietnam, veteran in Vietnam, and he was in Nicaragua. Yeah, so he went to both and saw combat in both. 
And then when he got out, created movies of being like, look, I was there. I saw it. This is why this is fucked up. Yes. So he's been on like the government shit list for, for day one since he got out and started making these movies. They called him, they had a nickname for him too. And it was like the man who wanted to be on the blacklist more than anyone. Like he, he's not even allowed. He, they don't have key cards to the Oppenheimer building, you know, yeah. like Oliver Stone and Francis Ford Coppola both had their names on the door. 86 from the Oppenheimer. They're not Tower. allowed on UCLA they're not campus. A, yeah, no, they're not allowed in Westwood. Like don't even come around here. You know, don't even fucking show your face around here basically and that is interesting i mean like you were saying we're going to get into it a little bit but all of the uh the rules and regulations here and basically the 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 ironic part but not ironic since we know our own government we know our military the way that they would sell this to you is we're trying to make authentic military pictures here (laughs) and and oliver stone would bring them this script as a combat war veteran from vietnam would bring a script about vietnam and they would go oh this is a bunch of hooey this is bullshit this is not accurate like misinformation yeah there was never a war crime committed in (laughs) vietnam you know there was never a rape or a murder or a war crime we were just a bunch of highly professional marines that went over there we're doing god's work god damn it we're tourists if anything <laughs> no wonder all the other countries in the world hate American tourists. <laughs> like you are really one good. step away from just invading. <laughs> so things that they do not want to see in their movies. Losing the war, number one. Not gonna see that. Losing control of our nukes. You are not allowed to show that. Dr. Strange Love. How I learned to love the bomb. Interesting. Uh, They changed the Incredible Hulk as well. Or uh, Godzilla. They changed Godzilla. That was a whole thing. Um, Failure to prevent terrorism is not allowed. Military incompetence of any kind is not allowed. (laughs) I guess we just can't show the military. (laughs) Right, right, right. Exactly. Failure to prevent terrorism. So the inciting incident of your movie can't be a terrorist attack? It it cannot be... If if it is a terrorist attack, it has to be, like, solved. Or, like... I know what you mean. Like, yeah. I, these are all confusing to me, too. Yeah. I think they must take leeway like, with some like, stuff. Because White House down. Or right. Because, like, yeah. like, Black Hawk Down yeah. was all paid for by the military, but also showed, you know, great military incompetence. So mm-hmm. I don't... I, I'm with you. Like, there are some things where... Yeah. And I also think that was Phil Strubb. Oh, okay. I think Phil Strubb era, okay. I think he was letting some things go. Oh, okay. I swear, that has to be it. Yeah. Because there are some movies that did get passed that do showcase some of these things. Interesting. But like, I'm just going to strub this along. We're going to strub this along. <laughs> but like after Vietnam, this shit was a no-go. Okay. If you were going to show any of this shit, okay. no way. You know, Maybe they sort of let up on it a little bit. I don't know. But yeah. but also, I mean, there were plenty of things still banned. Okay. You know, there there are like thousands of movies that we never saw that never right. got made yeah. because of this. Yeah. You know. Right. What's what's next on the list? So next on the list, oil company influence cannot be shown. <laughs> Whoa. That's so on the nose, dude. Yep. That's crazy. Jarhead. Uh Jarhead was a big uh, uh blacklisted movie by the military. Private armies, they won't support that. Like Whoa. Blackwater, Blackwater. Wow. yep, totally, totally, 
totally throws my Blackwater movie into a into a, a spin well, here. You know, where am I going to get the money? Mercenaries are how we do all the stuff that we don't involve the Geneva Convention. Yes, yeah. exactly. They're That's... like, oh, hey, we can just not adhere to international law because we're not a country. Okay. That's why they don't want you showing them in the but movie. That's also, but here's the thing: is like we could make a movie about Russia's version of Blackwater. And they'd be totally cool with it. Absolutely. Because yeah. yeah. we're paying the black. So we're yeah. still saying these yeah. organizations have the ability to yeah. act independently. Like but we this. would never employ we such We would tactics. never. They do not want to see uh, U.S. engaging in war crimes, illegal arms sales, uh, especially after Contra. After Contra, that was a big deal. There was... Um, so is the War Dogs fully funded by... Uh, no. War Dogs? That yeah. movie definitely did not get funded by the military. 1,000%. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. That and there, Yeah, but that didn't really make the military look that bad. It just made them look like right. idiots. Because they that, were both convicted and went to jail. Ephraim is still in jail. The other dude is not... They, he lives in Tampa. Those guys are from Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, of course they are. <laughs> Florida guys. Yeah. But, you know, that, that, that scene where they go to... The, the the convention, the arms convention. Mm-hmm. Everyone go watch that movie. Yeah. The scene where Lord they go to the arms War. convention. Yeah, Lord of War, Nicolas Cage, yeah. about the merchant of death. Yeah. I'm sure the military didn't love that. Although, again, that is a villain, though. Yeah. So maybe, you know, I mean, he I was. I think they were kind of just more, they weren't really using American assets in that anyways. They were yeah. using, like, Soviet-era equipment. Yeah. It was all about funding Technical these, trucks. Like, the, the whole premise of the movie is this guy, he just happened to be born in America, but he was from Odessa. His family's from Eastern Europe. And, like, right. from the fall of the Soviet Union, he, you know, uses that connections to take Soviet guns and sell them to, like, war criminals in Africa. Right. It didn't make them look bad because they were like, hey, you need us to do this for those wars. So, like, there's some elements of it, but, you know. Yeah. There was some movie that never got made, uh, like Sigourney Weaver, on, like, an air aircraft carrier because it was going to be about illegal drug smuggling. Mm. And it was right during the Contra thing. Yeah. And they were like... Oh no. wait, so American made. That was not a C that was not no. a government back. No, no, no. Probably no. not. I would not imagine at all. not. Very and, it, seal. and you know it's funny, yeah. like you mentioned that, yeah. and if you watch these, you can kind of you can almost tell. Mm. You can almost tell. Like you can tell these movies have old planes, old helicopters, or one plane, mm-hmm. one helicopter, yeah. one tank. Like Jarhead. Yeah. We we keep talking about Jarhead. Jarhead is a war movie, but not really. Yeah. Jarhead's a movie about being in the military in the desert. They're like, on scout snipers, so they're not yeah. doing tanks. They're not doing exactly. helicopters. Yeah. Full-scale war scenes. You never, you know? Yeah, you never see that. It's just them running around the desert exactly. and some oil. And the whole, it's a drama. The whole, the whole premise is that they don't get to fire a gun. Exactly. Yeah. And so you can almost see these movies that didn't get paid By for. By the way. Because, besides Apocalypse Now, that was let, fucking uh, insane. How... how powerful is Tom Cruise to where he can oh. make American made with Barry Seal and star as Barry Seal and then go make Top Gun 2. Yep. Like, he, he, I don't know what Scientology dirt has on some of these elected <laughs> officials, Dude. but it's gotta be something. This shit goes so deep. <laughs> we're, we're going to get killed after this episode. Uh, but so, you are selling me on Scientology. So yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, sold, maybe be that's the key. Maybe we just join up with the church after this. Yeah. Maybe we just say, hey, maybe that's our protection. Will they <laughs> give us money to this podcast? Well, if you if you follow the rest of these rules, uh, you're not allowed to show the U.S. engaging in drug trafficking, chemical and biological weapons, government coups, 
assassinations, torture. Uh, again, um, um, Zero Dark Thirty was the CIA, not the Department of Defense. So they were okay with that. The CIA, as you know, is not a government entity. That is uh, that is a private entity still to this day. Wait, what? It's yeah, a yeah, private yeah. entity that answers what? directly to the executive branch. Yeah. The it's CIA not... was purposely never made a government entity yeah, so they like could a... operate on their own jurisdiction. Yeah. They Whoa. call it the company for yeah. a reason. Yeah. Whoa. I <laughs> yeah. didn't know that. What? By the way. It's, That's crazy. And it's really yeah. an arm of like corporate, like really deep embedded corporate America. And it's like intelligence. Where, yeah. Third where, party intelligence. So we're... On paper, where does the funding for the CAA come from? Uh, there is no paper, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> so they're just magically paid for. Uh, yep. Okay. I, no, yep. I, I don't forget the legal classification. There are they do operate under the executive branch, and they do have integration with the State Department. Right. And it's like the State Department and DOD. They kind of work in conjunction with, but are separate. So like. Our tax dollars go to fund the CIA, right, yeah, but right. only like eighty-five percent of it, and right. then the rest of it's like off books, black okay. water, and that's like the CIA has their own investment <laughs> arm where they've taken money Such over an the interesting years, episode. and they invest it in the stock market, and just like any other business, yeah. and then that money makes them money so that they can go fund their own stuff. Okay, and also they sell crack on the streets of Los Angeles, to go fund, <laughs> yeah, right, and yeah. fund yeah. movies, wars about, you know, the and give Ben Affleck a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> there is no favor, brother. <laughs> and when it comes to our fine soldiers of the military, there's rules about that, of course. These guys, uh, and again, when you sign on that contract, um, you don't have to go to central casting anymore. We Now we're giving you actual soldiers as your background. Mm. So they're going to be trained. They're going to know how to move. They're going to know. These are. It's like we're giving you hundreds of military advisors. And there's yeah. been issues with certain movies doing, like these veterans will come on set and they'll reenact a war thing and their post-traumatic stress will kick oh in because they have God, bombs yeah. and shit going uh, on. Yes. And they've had like freakouts and stuff on set because of this in like over the past. This, that's been like a thing. That's Whoa. fucking crazy. And that's like even, of course it would be. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We're recreating your nightmare. Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. We're going to put the guy who was there actually live through this we're gonna put him in this Hollywood and recreate yeah. it and just go god my grandfather couldn't even watch Saving yeah. Private Ryan cause he was on D-Day like imagine being there again we're having fun guys we're having fun here it's just a fun <laughs> day just, in war it's like, ah! <laughs> stop screaming we're supposed to be having ah! fun when it comes to our soldiers they cannot be depicted partaking in institutional racism alcoholism or drug abuse Soldier suicide, sexual assault, or friendly fire. Those are all things that you cannot show these soldiers doing, which they do <laughs> uh, more frequently than we would all like. <laughs> Institutional um, racism is off the table, but casual racism... Casual racism is fine. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because there's a lot of things that came up, like uh, there was the, the, the movie about the Tuskegee Airmen. Mm-hmm. Um, there were so many right. things... Yeah, they, or like um, what's it with like Red uh, Tails or um, what's the the diving movie with Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh and Robert yeah, De Niro. A Few Good Men, or was that the one? No, A Few Good Men's with Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise about oh, the right. Jag. Shit, crew. that's right, that's right. I don't remember the other one. Metal Men of Honor. Men of Honor. Men of the Honor. diving Wait, movie. Robert De Niro calls 
fucking Cuba Gooding Jr. cookie. Oh, that's, yes, that's his nickname. Yes. Because well, he doesn't quite look black enough. And there's, there's, <laughs> like, that's Jesus the thing. Christ. If you make that movie as long, so if you gave that line to like a general, like if you had a line in your script where a general says the N-word, they might not take it completely out of the movie, but they are not going to have the general say it. They're going to have like a senator say it or like a, a civilian or something. Mm. No military personnel is allowed to show racism. Now, That's the thing. Now, do you think Patton was approved or not approved? Oh, I'm sure Patton was approved. Oh, that movie made... If I think, I think what it comes down to is if you leave the theater kind of wanting to go to war... <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you want to join or support the war, yeah. you get a thumbs yeah. up. I think you get a thumbs up. Yeah. Patton made me want to go to war, you know, like oh, for sure. Fair uh, yeah. Friendly fire is a big one. They call it, uh, part of it is called Friendly fragging. <laughs> Friendly, yeah, fr- uh, fragging is when a soldier kills their superior officer. And uh, that's a big showstopper. Well, that was a big thing in Vietnam. Yeah, that was a big thing in Vietnam. Oh, hey, a a grenade. Was it a U.S. grenade? Was it a Vietnamese grenade? A Viet Cong grenade? We don't know. It was a grenade. Yeah. (laughs) And World War II as well. World War II had a lot of... I mean, we don't like to talk about it, but there were a whole lot of war crimes going on from our guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then they were just overshadowed by the other guys' war crimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Nazis and the Russians did way more. In the yes. war crime Olympics, you know, we, we, we took all the solid silver medal. <laughs> <laughs> we were bronze at that. I think gold was, I think more people probably died from the Russians, and then the Nazis were second if we're doing just a numbers thing. But a brutality thing is probably the Nazis first and then yeah. the Russians second. Yeah, yeah. They won the gold. <laughs> Hitler got one thing and it's gold. Gold medal and brutality, <laughs> for sure. He didn't get an art school. But hey, it's an honor just to medal. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's an honor just to medal. It's an honor hey, to be we here. Placed. We got a man on the board. I'm <laughs> not, you know, just to be nominated. You know, <laughs> I want to thank all the little people out there. They really like me. They it's really such like a great me. Sketch. <laughs> It's just when an honor. is SNL going to do that sketch? The, the war crime Olympics. It's just an honor to be nominated. <laughs> Uh, so again, I, 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 I talked about this a little bit. They claim they're after authenticity. They want that gritty realism, you know, movies like Transformers and Top Gun, you know, <laughs> films you can really sink your teeth into and get a feel for what it's like to fight for our country, yeah. you know. We don't want any bullshit films like Jarhead where a sniper jokes about how uh, the JFK assassination was the perfect shot. <laughs> Or, uh, you know, we don't want Jarhead where they're talking about uh, Marines uh, saying the word raghead, you know, talking about killing ragheads all over Iraq and shit. That's not really what happens over there. Let's not not show that stuff. That's not the real shit. That's not the real shit. The real shit is transforming robots. (laughs) The real shit is is a Mack truck becoming a gigantic (laughs) alien robot. That's more like it. Transformers also, by the way was, like, gutted. <laughs> like, the first script of Transformers, really? even, they were like, they had some parts where they were like, we think this shows the military as incompetent. They were alien robots who yeah, came here. Like, even though they're gonna get shot up, they can't get shot up that bad. Right, they can't that's... be that bad. And that's the thing, you cannot show these guys, like, losing for too like, long. even that's in, true. what was it, um, uh, what was it, the Battlefield one, the Battleship. 
battleship. Like it's, yes. it's a battleship about a game against alien naval things, and the, the fucking U.S. still wins. Yeah. Fully paid for by the military. Yes. Yeah, battleship. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. on the list. That's on that big, gigantic list. And again, I would read you the list, but yeah. it's uh, just. Every movie where there is military it's and it is cool. Yes, exactly, exactly. The blacklist is much shorter. Yeah. <laughs> that is again. Just want to sink it in here. That's what we're talking about today. Is Hollywood is brought to you by the U.S. military. Just, just putting that out there it's, one more time for you. It's so funny because like the thing about Transformers is like I was like, why is the military in this movie at all? Like, it's, yeah. it's, 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 I, I can't watch robots fight, <laughs> dude. Like what? I, yeah, no, man, because it's it's recruiting tool, I know, baby. I know. They want you to buy a GMC and join the military by the end of this movie. That that is Transformers. And the funny thing is, these movies work. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Recruit, do you know how many I have seen interviews of fucking Air Force pilots that are now like commanders of their wings and veterans being like, I was in high school in the 80s and I saw Top Gun. Yep. And I joined because of Top Gun. Well, you remember we were talking about in the episode about Top Gun where they were hanging out. They had recruiting booths outside of the fucking yeah. movie theater. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it's and you remember we made the joke. It's yeah. like if you if you sign up at that recruiting booth, you're not gonna yeah. make Top Gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, not, you're not who they're looking do, for. Do uh, do you get into um in this or any of the future parts? Do you get into like uh video games and stuff? Yes. Okay. All that right. is gonna become a whole. That okay, is part I'll, I'll, whatever. I'll table that for later. Yes. Then. Okay. Well, yeah. I, that that. That blew yeah. my mind even more than the fucking movies. Okay. Talk fucking Katy Perry. Like, yeah. people who have what? cooperated with the military Wait, music, music shocked me. Wait, Katy Perry? Music oh, videos. Wow. Katy Perry okay. did a music video on a That's aircraft right. carrier. I remember this. Now. Yeah. Fully paid for by the wow. military. Fully a fucking okay. indoctrination. I'll stop with the spoilers uh, then. It we'll is, get to it. It, is, it, it, it is mind <laughs> melting. <laughs> They're going to kill us after this, I'm Fully telling you. Wants. Okay. You can't get fooled again. <laughs> can't get fooled again. <laughs> So, uh, um, uh, Jarhead is a big is a big one here. I, I do talk a little bit about Jarhead. Um, you know, they did not want Jarhead being made at all. Not only <laughs> like are we not paying for it, we don't want this movie to come out. You know, <laughs> these are these are things that we don't want people to see. Um, I mean, there's famous scenes from Jarhead where like plenty of war crimes, all mm. the oil. You know, it's all about oil. There's a part. I mean, they just didn't want everybody <coughs> to realize how much torture. Yes. The- our own boys were going through. Yeah, exactly. It was torture. It was fucking. There's that famous part with Jake Gyllenhaal sitting in a in a foxhole with like a crispy burned body. There's like a highway full of burned bodies that we bombed. Mm-hmm. You know, this is all real shit that happened. It, the book was written by a veteran. Like the book was his oh, experience. Wow. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. and they were like, no, 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 we cannot show this. Yeah, I love Jarhead. <coughs> So real. I loved it, man. But that yeah. part where the uh, the tape, the part with the tape, fucked me up for life. Mm-hmm. The wife sending the tape. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So the military did not want Jarhead coming out. Uh, this was a book written by a veteran. The L.A. Times asked the Marine Corps, "Okay, you didn't pay for it. Can we take some Marines to see the movie and document their reaction?" And the Marine Corps, in a very short email to the L.A. Times that is still published out there in one sentence, in all caps, said, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. 
There was this guy named James Webb, big-time Marine, Vietnam vet, and he had a best-selling novel called Fields of Fire. Uh, the guy went on to become like the Secretary of the Navy, a U.S. Senator. The book became required for Marine officers. This was this huge Vietnam War veteran hero of the Marines. If you become an officer in the Marines, you have to read his book. That's how important he was. When Hollywood came a-knocking to adapt the book into the movie, the DOD said, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, interesting. <coughs> Wait, why? It was because of his... He had things... Uh, they didn't like the parts where U.S. Marines and NOM were fragging their officers, executing prisoners, doing drugs, burning houses, and killing villagers. And this is all in his book? This is all in his book. Read? His personal accounts wow. in Vietnam. Yeah, that they make you read. Wow. And the Department of Defense was like, still no. The, so much to the point where even the Marine Corps was like, are you, guys, are you sure? Like, we got to make this movie. This guy is fucking like our biggest hero. Yeah. And the Department of Defense was like, no, absolutely wow. not. So there is nothing that, so there's still nothing that they can do to stop these movies from coming out. No, no. If yeah. you can go find private funding, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you, Apocalypse Now is a perfect example. And this yeah. is one of the reasons why Coppola literally had a gun to his head, uh, his own head, <laughs> like nearly committing suicide. And the man took out like three mortgages on his home to make Apocalypse Now. Right. Was because it wasn't being paid for by the military, not supported at all. But he still made it, yeah. you know, and you can still go make this movie. Uh, there's other examples of movies. Platoon, for example, again, there are other examples of movies that absolutely did get made. They were funded by studios, even though the military didn't want to make them. The military doesn't say you can't make it. Right. It's just we're not going to help you with this right, at yeah. all. And, and a lot of that stuff is prohibitively expensive about them. Absolutely. Imagine renting an aircraft carrier. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's you like know fucking... One of the reasons why we don't see any of these movies that are against the narrative anymore, really, is podcasts. Yeah. Podcasts have changed the game because you can get this information out there from the people who lived it in a long-form setting Without needing to do the whole fictionalization of it. And this is yeah. what I was going to recommend to everybody listening out there. There's two podcasts, two channels you guys definitely watch. Um, the Sean Ryan Show is a great podcast by ex-veteran. Um, and particularly, if you want to know about uh, Fallujah and the Iraq War and that from firsthand from a Marsoc sniper... Who yeah. lived through it? Uh, just a young kid who enlisted at 18, and he tells it. He this guy, his name's Cody Alford. He's a Marine Raider and uh, Marsoc sniper who's now a nomad living out of his van, which oh, is great, shit. but by choice. He's like super jacked and all tied up, super nice guy and everything. But I listened to it's like a six hour podcast that I listened to yesterday. Wow. And I was wow. like, Damn. holy fuck. Hearing about, yeah. like, he got right in the first day he got deployed to Fallujah, he got shot in the head. Jesus. With a, from a bullet from an AK or something. It, it hit his helmet, but then he was like a walking around. He had an out-of-body experience when he got shot in the head. He was in this like house. They're like taking fire and everything. There's just four of them surrounded by all these enemies. He gets shot in the head, knocked unconscious. He goes poof out of his body, oh, no. floats above in the room. That's not a good place to and be. And then, like, yeah, he's like seeing the war happen. Like, you need to be in game. your body if you're going to be in battle. <laughs> right. And then he like goes back in body. He's like, oh, I'm back in the thick, I'm back in the shit again. Like, it's Fuck. just crazy. He goes, 
the, the one of his commanders there, he was called the Lion of Fallujah or something like that. It's this U.S. like brigadier major or some shit. He goes, before we went in, he told his troops, he goes, we're going to, um, Fallujah, the dogs of Fallujah are going to get fat on the bodies of our enemies that we're going to slay down. Holy shit. And he ended up, right. he ended up, Fallujah this guy Cody bad. ended up getting a tattoo of a dog with a hand in his mouth because he goes, and we saw it was so common that the dogs were running around with so many body parts. Oh my God. Oh my God. So you're like, holy fuck, man. That's graphic. That's Again. crazy. You'll never see that in a movie, but you're hearing it from the source. So yeah. please go check out the Sean Ryan show and the uh, Team House podcast. Team House podcast is by these two um, ex like Navy SEAL and CIA operators, and they they just have other veterans and other people on, but they don't like they're not like uh, they'll they'll give you the straight about what it is. They won't be like, oh, we're here just Team America, mm-hmm. you know. We're like, yeah, we're Americans and we're, we're proud of being veterans, but yeah. we do understand that sometimes shady shit happens, well, and like we'll release that. And, it's like, interesting that you talk about Fallujah because. So I'm going to round this off. I'm going to round this episode off. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what's to come here. Uh, but you were talking about video games. There was a video game, Six Days in Fallujah. Yes. A lot of people know about this. It was a very... Very controversial. Very controversial. It was not allowed to be released for years. It's mm-hmm. looking like it's finally coming out. But this is part of it. It was part of partly because they were oh, fighting really? the military about what really happened there. Really? You know? Yeah. And not only... Not getting support, but that was one that was being actively, you know, fought against mm. to not be made yeah. uh, against America. Wow, interesting. And okay, we're that is a lot of what we're going to talk about in part two. I'm rounding off part one here. A lot of part two is going to be. I'll leave you with this: James Webb, that guy who I was just talking about, who could not get his movie made, even though he was like top brass in the fucking Marines, U.S. Senator. He said. It appears to me that when it comes to Vietnam and other wars, the Department of Defense will only support sterile documentaries or feature films that amount to nothing more than dishonest propaganda. Wow. And that we're going to get into in part two. There were times where people were mischaractered. There were times where war heroes were made into complete cowards because they became anti-war heroes, you know? There are times where, like, the U.S. military has thrown people under the bus uh, and and soiled their names and uh, sullied their fucking families. Are you going to give specific examples? Yeah. Oh, I'm cool. Specific I'm laughing only because I'm like, brother, our names are already soiled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. Hey, hey, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Making a podcast, being able to bring you the truth. The truth, brother. So if we're still alive for the next part, I'll get into that. And we're going to get into video games, music videos. Amazing. uh, If I show up driving a Bentley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Then you know, now film history is being... Yeah, if we showed up driving Bentleys and singing the praises of the military in the next part, you know what happened. Well, if you want to find out if I'm still alive, you can follow <laughs> me at Instagram at Drake Cummings, on TikTok at Hollywood Drake, and uh, you can just Google me. You know, just just if you type my name into Google, you'll find stuff. Type them into NordVPN. You'll, f- you'll find stuff. Trust me. And my uh, merch store, RagingTwainsMerch.com. Hell yeah. I don't normally plug other people's stuff, but seriously, check out Sean Ryan's show. Check out Team House Podcast, uh, Andy Bustamante. 
And um, the, Julian Dory has a really great podcast with a bunch of good uh, ex-vets and CIA ops that come on. So those are really good. And I hope that, um, you know, there's still some good Americans out there like them that'll that'll tell the truth and, and you know, still fight for our country. But Fuck you yeah. can find me at uh, Sailor underscore Dev on Insta and Abracadabra Dev on Twitter. Hell yeah. You can find me at James Wyatt Scott or Jimmy DeLoy, depending on where you're looking for me. Film History... The History of Film, FHHF Podcast, all over the socials. You can also find me on Discord sharing some secret documents. <laughs> and you can also find me first in line at the Entertainment Liaison Offices of the Oppenheimer Building for my check from Uncle Sam to make the sequel to Wings, Uncle finally. Uncle Sam, we got Uncle another Sam, baby. one! <laughs> and this has been Film History, The, the History of Film! film. Wings 2 is such a funny concept. <laughs> <laughs> what, would it be about now? Would it be yeah, about back no, then? It's Top Gun. It's like, Top Gun I think yeah. Top Gun is Wings 2. Is it still a silent film? Like, <laughs> we dig up Clara Bow. <laughs> this is a corpse. Oh, man. All right. You know what I'm talking about?